This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am joined first up by Dimity McDowell. How are you doing, Dimity? I am doing uh, very well. I, I feel like I have a cold coming on, and that oh, might be no. courtesy of my 11-year-old, who um, actually begged to go to school today. How often does that happen with an 11-year-old boy where I'm like, <laughs> no, no, you may not go to school? <laughs> because the incentive was, I know you're going to ask, the incentive was his science teacher, who he adores, Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, asked him to. It's, so they have two days left of school before the end of the. Yeah, and we should we should say we're recording this on December twentieth, so that I I figured I'd give um you guys a a week a week off a week recording. off. Well, and yourself yeah. a week off too. Yeah, right. right. Um, so anyway, so this 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 uh, appointment had been set up a long time ago. A science teacher picked a couple kids to um, help come clean the lab in exchange for a donut, and they got to get out of their class. <laughs> And he was so excited. And he's like, oh, mom, please. I mean, maybe you could just take me and then I'll come back after cleaning. I'm like, no, no, I'm just, I, I, and, and honestly, like if it were, he, I mean, he looks sick, right? Like, you know, that, you know, that mom where you're like, can I slide him in with a little Tylenol, you know, like this is not that situation. So, um, so anyway, so that's, that's, that's what's going oh my on God. So, so, but did you have to promise to get him a donut because well, you, you kept him home from school? Yes. I mean, I said we would get a treat later today. We uh-huh. have not done that yet. He's not super hungry, which is again, another sign that I know he's not sure. feeling yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So well, today's show, as I indicated, you are just the first of five co-hosts today. I know. Um, and that uh, it's because this is our annual tradition of, uh, t- it used to just be you and me, Dim, uh, talking about our, our year in review as it related to running and racing. And so... I think last year I opened it up to everybody. I, I'm not not quite remembering, but this year that's what we're doing. So I'll have. I think we so, did open it up to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so, so each of you uh, will be on one after another. So, um, but had to start at the beginning with you, Dimity. So um, well, let me uh, kick it off. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. So um, so I want you to talk a little bit about what you did in 2017, but I also want to share some of what you're thinking about for 2018. So, but but did okay. you? I mean, you've had. Um, um, not a traditional year in running. Be, it's gonna be a. This will be a short. I'll, I'll leave room for the other podcast guest. Um, running and racing. That's like pretty much null set and null set. So. Um, but I will say, uh, twenty seventeen. I mean, I've, I've given this a little bit of thought because I didn't want to, you know, um, uh, have nothing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but twenty seventeen was really a year of transformation for me of um, reevaluating what. Um, my self-definition was, and that's not an easy thing to do um, mm-hmm. by any stretch, but sometimes you're forced into it um, like uh, I was with my back situation. Um, and I just want to kind of reiterate, you know, I've said this to a lot of people that I've seen in person, and I think I kind of said it once in the podcast, but, you know, I mean, I've seen, I've gotten so much love from that and so many nice emails and so much 
um, I mean, respect is the wrong word, but so much compassion, I guess, is a better word. And, um, and really what I felt was relief. And I, I, I know maybe you guys don't believe that, but making the decision was just such a relief that I didn't have the pressure to perform on me anymore that I feel almost like a new person, you know? Wow. Um, and I mean, it's, it's a good, you know, that's a, you know, uh, I'm, Coach MK has a shirt, and I think it's Wazelle saying, actually, I think it was Billie Jean King that said it, that pressure is a privilege, right? Mm-hmm. When you feel pressure, that means that you are good enough at something or you are in a position for some reason for somebody to be watching you, right? And that's, mm-hmm. and that, and that is a very, we are in a very privileged situation that we get to be kind of leading from the middle of the pack with another mother runner. And I love that, but I also, it is also pressure at times that, um, and when you don't necessarily feel like, um, an athlete or feel like you can even come back, you know, that is, um, you know, it gets, it got my stomach in in knots and my head and, you know, Mm -hmm. in more knots. So, um, so, you know, I did some really hard work and, um, you know, I, I feel better than I have in years physically and mentally. Yeah. So I just want to, you know, put that out. Like I want, you know, again, I want you to reach your goals and if they are on the road, awesome. If they involve running even better, but I, you know, I don't think that one, you know, when one path closes, you know, there's always going to be a detour and that detour might lean lead to a place that you didn't even know existed. And that's kind of where I feel right now. Like, certainly, do I miss running? Yes. Do I miss running a lot? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But um, have I found what I feel like to be a new normal? Yeah, I have. And I've set some different goals for myself so that I, you know, I, I've kind of, I won't say I've gotten over the loss of running, but it becomes easier with time. It definitely mm-hmm. becomes easier mm-hmm. with time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I'm remembering, well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. Sure. And that, that, um, I'm, we, we recorded last week's episode just a day ago. So it's very fresh <laughs> in my mind. Um, and that, uh, that you mentioned how you really felt integrated and like comprehensive as a, that you, you, know, you felt like, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm, that you were, that it seems, sounds like you're more connected and, you know, the, the pieces are all working together better. Well, yeah, they are. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, you know, who knows? I, I, I don't have, you know, the data to prove that I am mm-hmm. sure. stronger than I've ever been, you know, but I do feel like, um, I mean, I don't, I don't have a lot of specificity. That's the only thing that I would say that I, so mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, well, when I was rowing, well, am I stronger than I was when I was rowing? Well, probably not, but um, mm-hmm. but I was a really good rower then, right? Like I probably couldn't mm-hmm. get on an erg right now and rip off a fast 2k time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and similarly, like, am I in half marathon shape? No, you know, but mm-hmm. can I go and do some a- activity that brings me some, you know, emotional high and lets my pores sweat for an hour <laughs> without much effort? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. can I, you know, do some strength training? Yes. I mean, the thing about it is and we've talked, we talked about this a lot on our goal setting webinars, like, it never really gets easier. Like pushups for me will never get easier. I mean, and that's, mm-hmm. I'm not being Debbie Downer. I'm just being realistic. Like I'm yeah. going to be on the knees on my knees when I'm 85, if I'm still doing pushups at that point, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's just never going to get easier. So, um, but that's okay because they, they serve the point. So, um, so and, yeah. And I have to, I have to say also, you are, you are always a, you know, lean, fit looking person, but you're more buff now than, than when I've ever known you. Well, and that's been the strength training, you know? And yeah. again, I mean, I, we talked about this yesterday, um, you know, on the podcast last week, but it, and it, it is not 
CrossFit. It is not using the squat racks at the gym. It is literally doing squats on the bozu ball sometimes, doing one-legged squats a ton. Um, and you'll have to ask me why. That's a little bit of a segue, doing a lot of one-legged squats. Um, you know, and then and then just, yeah, like I said, I yesterday I feel when I don't leave the gym – by, you know, doing some core work, doing some glute work, doing some one-legged work, I feel like I've, um, you know, left half part of the workout undone, which again is a, is a new feeling for me over these past year, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that never used to be a run was enough. Um, right, even though right. we always preached about strength training, you know, but <laughs> you know, now I actually have the time and it's, and I will say it's much easier when you are at the gym versus, you come home, especially in the wintertime, you come home, you're cold, your kids, you know, probably need you or something. There's always something happening that you can, you know, somehow be involved in at home unless you come home. But even when you're by yourself, there's always laundry to move or whatever, the kitchen to clean mm-hmm. up. So it's just, it's, it's much easier when you are in a different space that is designed for that purpose, right? Yes. So, so Dimity the Flamingo, tell us why you're doing one-legged <laughs> one-legged squats. Well, because the Grand Canyon is going to happen and I'm super excited. So that's, that's definitely been yeah, keeping me going sh- too. I will say having a goal is, is, um, I've missed it and I really, um, realize how important it is once you, you know, once it's kind of been back in my life. So yeah, so my friend Joe and I, and hopefully our friend Jess, we, um, I'll talk about that in a second, are going to hike the Grand Canyon for Joe's 50th birthday. So Joe was kind of the impetus and she's kind of our ringleader for this. Um, and we're going in mid-May, um, right after the Ogden retreat. Um, <laughs> and, um, and it's going to be really fun. And so I'm kind of training us, you know, I, I have training in air quotes right now because, you know, I mean, I, I can write a training plan. I know I can do that, but I, I, you know, there isn't much to like how to hike the Grand Canyon in one day other than hike a lot. And one of the things that, you know, so they live in Minnesota and I live here, but we're coming on to winter. And so the problem or the biggest, it's not even a problem, but the biggest puzzle with the Grand Canyon is that you go down first and then you have yep. to climb up. And so, and that downhill, as anybody who's run a downhill race knows, sounds awesome until you're about, you know, three, two to three miles into it. And you're like, oh my gosh, how much further down do I have to go? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And your quads yep. and your legs. So the best that we can replicate that is, is one-legged squats um, for oh. now. Um, okay. And that's really just building up a lot of strength and making sure, I mean, if anybody has a downhill race or wants to build leg strength, I mean, the biggest thing is that your knee has got to track forward. Your knee has got mm-hmm. to track forward. It cannot go, buckle in or out. So we've just been doing, you know, three sets of five on each leg, like not doing a crazy amount because we've got, mm-hmm. time, but we still have, I'm like, they really wanted to start training early. I'm like, you guys, you realize like this is longer than people train for an ultra. <laughs> like, we are <laughs> we are really focused on this grand Canyon. So, um, so we're just starting slow. I mean, we'll build those up, but that's, that's one thing that, um, you know, is, is I'm doing on a pretty regular basis. So, um, so we're going to wrap up in a sec because, um, I just heard Molly come into uh, my house and she's uh, the next she's one up, but that, uh, that, um, but tell so you are, you're going to go down one rim and up the other side or go down, touch the bottom, come back up the same way you just came down. Okay. So we are going down the South rim and I don't know the name of the trail. And then we're coming back up the North rim. So the South rim is at 7,000 feet and the North mm-hmm. rim is at 8,250. Um, mm-hmm. our, um, length is 23 and a half miles. Um, oh, and the okay. average grade going South to north um 
is 20% in the last five miles. So that's when you start to head back up. And the last five miles are at 30%. Um, so I, I just slightly swallowed my tongue, so I might need to, to stop because I'm choking. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it sounds, it, it, I mean, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, but it's, it's very doable. Um, especially with these women who have run marathons and stuff. I mean, the one thing, um, is Jess has some asthma, so we need to make sure oh. that she feels comfortable. So I think they're going to come out here, um, in a couple, um, at some point, in February or March to do a training mm-hmm. weekend. Um, even though if you, oh, you have to do wow. it in the snow, just because, um, you know, she doesn't want to be in a situation that where her asthma flares yeah. up at the bottom of the Canyon and we're not, you know, yeah. EMTs. So we need to make sure that we're right. safe. So, and she's safe, of course. So, right. Um, right. Oh, well, well you could, you could hardly choose two more lovely women to do yeah. it. With. I mean, yeah, no, it's going to be fun. So much fun. fun. Oh yeah. Write about it yeah. And I know some people have asked like, will you, tr- will you, um, share your training plan. Of course I will, you know, I, but I said only if it, will you go pro it. So will you Facebook live from the bottom, from the floor? <laughs> I will not Facebook live, but I will, um, you know, definitely create a, you know, a very, um, similar training plan, probably not the number of weeks that we are doing because it is a little, like I said, it's a little cray cray, but, um, we definitely will, uh, if you, if this is something that you want to do and especially if it goes well, you know, I'd love to talk about it and, and help other people do it as well. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, well, thank well, thanks, you. Sarah. Thank you, Dimity. Are you going to talk about your 2018? Do you have do you have somebody turning the mic I, on you? Oh, I'm sure. It'll, I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, I have a couple couple notes that I'm going to okay. share. So, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Thank All you. All right. So good. Happy New Year, okay. everyone. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> thanks. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I got Molly Williams in the house. Woo woo. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. Hello. What you been up to since we went running together? I've been watching The Crown. You watch you watch TV in the morning? I do while I eat breakfast sometimes. Yes. Oh, see, I for for me the crown is like you know a really good piece of chocolate. Like I have to really savor it and make sure that you know no one's going to disturb me. Well, nobody's disturbing me. Nobody's up. I, I know, but I don't know somehow. Yeah, I mean, nobody's yeah. disturbing me. I get to eat my breakfast. So come home from a run, go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's the first thing I do. Take off my clothes. Then I stretch in. My bathroom in flagrante. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and then I go have breakfast, and uh-huh. so I'm, you know, I have f- fixed my breakfast, and I go sit down in front of the TV and I watch a little TV. Wow. It's delightful. Oh, and wow. then I go take my shower. Okay, all right, okay. I have well. my coffee and my breakfast. And I watch The Crown, and I think about all the pretty dresses Elizabeth is wearing. Oh, the and how pretty her beautiful. eyes are. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's so. Fun. Oh, I mean, I have, you know. <laughs> dealt with the dog i ate and read the new york times i've had a business call already so and then finally but i did um slot in a shower after the business call mm-hmm. and before the You're podcast much more productive than oh. i am yeah. well it's my day off so, it is your day so off. I give myself and, and as a that. person who has a, a full-time job for someone else you do have much um stricter boundaries on your like yeah yeah your yeah. job is left at home except when you say for instance have to drop off dog food at my house or something yeah <laughs> yeah give my puppy a shot yeah <laughs> yeah and so your puppy has giardia he does have giardia oh. but at least it's an answer yeah yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we can we can treat that yes exactly yeah so so anyway, but we are not here to talk about you stretching in the nude or my dog's yard. <laughs> we are here to talk about 2017, which had some ups and downs for you. Yeah, 
It did. Uh, as I was reflecting back on the year, I was thinking that my goals for 2017 were to run the Twin City Marathon, mm-hmm. which I got two weeks into the training program mm-hmm. when my right knee uh, had an injury, which is most likely a medial meniscal tear. I never had an MRI because I'm not interested in surgery, but that's mm-hmm. what it looks like. And it's been just from there recovering. I mean, it was a good six months before I really felt normal. Uh, or could walk normally, and mm-hmm. I still don't feel normal. Mm-hmm. But it, but I'm very very grateful to be back to running mm-hmm. uh, three days a week, mm-hmm. which is I think about what my body wants to do right now. So mm-hmm. so it yes, it's been a a year of ups and downs, but um, it's been a year of again reflecting on getting older and looking at all the positive things in my life. And when one door shuts, another one opens. And yes, there's disappointment, and that is totally fine. But to look for the next thing, yeah. and to be very, very grateful for what I have, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 I mean, not that I ever took it for granted before, but I even take it less for granted now. I don't know what tomorrow brings. Right. I mean, right. I had a delightful run this morning. Yep. I'm not sure what tomorrow will be like. Yeah. It'll probably be fine, but. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um... it also gives me a new appreciation for chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Um, just in having, I mean, I'm still have, I'm not not in bad pain, but it's it's different. You know, my life has shifted a little bit. I do have uh, ongoing pain cycles uh, with inflammation in my knees, uh, mm-hmm. and to, to really be much more respectful about people that are living with chronic pain and how difficult. Hmm. Um, that so, is. So that's interesting to me because, um, so for you, it's the pain versus the limited um, mobility or like kind of hinky stride, that type of thing. Like, because. Oh, yeah, it's pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, you know, we had a nice run this morning. I feel okay now, but I'm, but I'm stiff. Mm-hmm. And every time I get up, I have to think about getting up. Wow. It, it, it's, it's stiff. Mm-hmm. And when I walk, it's a few steps to warm up. And then mm-hmm. I feel better after a few steps. It's, And I think about going down in the basement steps like, okay, let's get as much done down there as I can so I don't have to go up and down the steps very much. Wow. I can go up fine. It's the mm-hmm. going down. It's really hard for me to go down because mm-hmm. it catches in my knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that hinky feeling that that like I always think when I you know like park at the bank or park outside Whole Foods or something, I always think the people must be like, that's weird. She limped on the way in, but now she's totally on the way out. She doesn't have her limp anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I definitely know that uh, I mentioned it on last week's podcast that I'm looking to kind of find a way around that um, somewhat stiffness after a run. Like I want to feel kind of more mm-hmm. limber and and frolicky. Um, <laughs> gonna start tai chi I, don't, I, don't I mean that's one of the things i thought about i mean uh-huh. i don't know tai chi i i, I think about doing yoga it hasn't gotten any f- I've you're been- mindful you mindfully meditate on doing yoga <laughs> I think about it i i i well, i'm doing like i when i i do more stretching now and i do more like i mean child's pose like you know that's me doing yoga <laughs> but for me that stretches my hips a little uh-huh, bit sure. and my knees a little bit yeah i sit cross-legged now like on a regular basis for about 20 seconds on each side. I know that's not much, but again, that's more than I did before. Right, right. <laughs> hey, well, what do you think about for feeling more limber? Uh, I think, you know, you talking about how you're running three days a week. I'm thinking of, um, you know, holding back on going back up to five days a week. 
that um what are you running now four days a week four days a week yeah Mm -hmm. typically so now i do strength on monday Mm -hmm. uh, run tuesday wednesday with tuesday usually being having some sort of up tempo somewhere in there and then um thursday i do the bar class friday's a rest day saturday quote unquote long and then I have been running on Sunday, but then you and I discovered Cycle Bar. Cycle Bar. Oh, Cycle Bar. The uh, so we got to do um, a complimentary class because a new um, it's a ch- it's a you know a franchise across the U.S. or I, I don't know if I'm using the right word, but you know there's Cycle Bars across the country, and so one opened just outside of Portland in a town called Tigard. And so we got to go out there with your two older daughters and and, and Joe and Joe, the oldest daughter's boyfriend. So that was super fun. And uh, so one of the you know it's the cycling in the not dark but a darkened room and um, really great music. I thought mm-hmm. and um, really motivated uh, instructor. Oh yeah, and the, she was you know really getting into like your intention and right right yeah put it all out there. It was good right. So the so when she was talking us through that, my intention that I had was I'm going to do this one a week so 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 you and i are talking about doing that every sunday instead of in in lieu of a run i think that's a great idea because it it, it, i felt really good after that i did didn't you i mean i I really felt good in my joints i think getting them moving in a different way Mm -hmm. taking the pressure off Mm -hmm. and it just sometimes i can find spinning to be very um for me, it can be kind of dull, but I found it, I, I don't know whether it was not having very many visual cues because it was a darkened room. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was just kind of easier to get into the sweat, like to just kind of zone into the workout. Yeah, it was. I liked it too. And the bikes were super comfortable. Oh my gosh. So well engineered. Yeah. My gosh, different than any ones I've been on. So, so yeah, so thinking, so that would take me, if we did that, then that would take me down to three days of running mm-hmm. now that I say it out loud. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah. Yeah. So, but you do you have any? You have stiffness when you move around, but you don't have any pain with running, right? No, no pain with running, and I don't have all that. You know, my stiffness, a lot of it's gone away, so mm-hmm. I just don't want it to come back. Yeah. Um, and so that's why um, we, I realized we haven't talked much about twenty seventeen, but with twenty eighteen, I I am I haven't said this out loud, but I am toying with doing Twin Cities Marathon again. Oh, good for you! Because that last ten k where I ran with Lisa, the dairy farmer from Minnesota, that was a really um, meaningful experience for me. Mm-hmm. And it was so unplanned and just happened. And it um, just, you know, and I was by myself for, for part of that final 10K, but just that um, digging deep and uh, um, really kind of breaking through in that final 10K. I mean, I right now hear Kelly Clarkson singing in my head <laughs> and you know, Taylor Swift and all these things. Like it sounds like, you know, in my mind, it was very much like a soaring musical number. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that, that Tim was like, why didn't you stop when you saw us at mile 22 and a half for a photo? I'm thinking, because I was flying. I was literally, it literally felt like I was flying. So then to be able to then be with a bammer in the final mile and, you know, for us to help each other get to that finish line was a very powerful meaningful experience for me and I don't know if I can replicate that obviously um but um you know I don't know you want to get back out there and push yourself well not so not even so much the pushing just the uh, I think interacting with people oh the um, interacting not, yeah I mean, not the pushing yourself over the I, I did hump. I did oh yeah pushing myself that yeah seems yeah. like you're elated by that experience yeah, yeah the mm-hmm. digging deep and mm-hmm. you know that there was no wall and that the wall, if there was a wall, I was so on the other side of the wall in such mm-hmm. a positive way. 
Um, and, you know, there was um, someone, Sarah Axelrod, who's a professor um, on the East Coast. She and I ran maybe a mile and a half uh, or so in the early stages of the race. And I really enjoyed that at Twin Cities. So, you so know. the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to get back into that. Well, I think that's perfect for you. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I love the training. And if we can mm-hmm. do the training together, you're not all of it, not all the... You know. I, I would love to. I would love to. I just don't know if I can anymore. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm really looking forward to this half marathon training cycle we're going to do, but I'm, ap- I'm apprehensive about it. I mm-hmm. just, I'm mm-hmm. not sure how my body's going to mm-hmm. hold up for it. Right. Right. And if I can get to the starting line of that race, that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's the um, Anchorage Mayor's Marathon that mm-hmm. we're talking about doing for uh, and being at, uh, selling at. And that's the um, six months from now, now that I think about it, because tomorrow is the winter solstice and then that's over the summer solstice. Well, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And so we don't start training for a while. We don't start training for a while, yeah. But no. you know, we're doing 10 miles on the weekend, 9, 10, mm-hmm. nine, 10. 8, yeah. Yeah, so, 9. <laughs> so, so I want to tell you, I didn't tell you that I actually... Um, didn't just run home after I dropped you off. I looked at my watch and saw that I'd gone 625 and I wanted to make it a full seven. And I want to tell you why I want to make it a full seven. Because I have always been envious of people who know their annual mileage. Mm-hmm. And um, like uh, my pal Michael, he, I remember last year was telling me about it, And I'm like, oh, that's so cool that he knows. And there's all these people on social media talking about their annual mileage. So I was very diligent about making sure that all my... Or, maybe 99.5% of my runs uploaded to Strava. Mm -hmm. So the other day I was in Strava for some other reason. And uh, um, I noticed that I was at my annual mileage was at 1,443. And even this English major could realize that that meant I had 57 more miles to make it to 1,500, which seems like a really lovely round number. And that was on the 18th that I discovered that. And my Mm -hmm. first thought was, there is no way I could run 57 more miles this year. And as I've been, you know, in my quieter times, I'm like, no, I think, I think I can do that. So I want, so then that, you know, so I was like, okay, well, if I do seven right now, that's, you know, half a mile more closer to my, Uh to my mileage. So, and also because, um, on Monday, on Christmas day, I will not be going to strength class. So that means I get an extra day of running next week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I am aiming to make 1500. So. Oh, that's, that's great. So I'm very excited. Yeah. So how many more miles do you have to, to go? So I would have, uh, gosh, I'd, so I think I've, um, 43 plus 13 is 56. So I think I have, um, don't tell me everyone, everyone's yelling 44, Sarah, 44. Yes. I have 44 miles left to go. Uh, <laughs> well, you've got week and a half. I know. And yeah. I have, and there's two weekends in there. So there's two long runs. That's like. So I was thinking I might go 13 this weekend. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> You're oh. like, yeah, pick me up after you do about three right. or four, Sarah. <laughs> All right. I can probably do 10. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we can do yeah. 10 together and then I'll, you know, listen to a podcast or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So I'm not going to knock myself out, but I'm very excited. And, and it was very like, I suddenly realized as I, you know, headed south instead of heading east toward my house, I was like, oh, I get it. I see why people are motivated by distance goals Hmm. you know like so that 
Um, so anyway, that's keeping well, the fire burning. Well, that's awesome. So the people that do the run every day thing, you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. they've got the journals, mm-hmm. the whole idea of like having a book and putting it in there. I like that. I'm not oh, that I want to run every day. <gasps> but when I heard that they have this book and they got a sign from like, ooh, I don't know. That's just sort of something. You're weird. so funny because I'd be the type of person that'd be like, oh, crap, I haven't written in the book in like, you know, three and a half weeks. And now I have to try to recreate it. Uh, no, I'd be like, ooh, I get to buy a book and I have a spot <laughs> for my book and I put it in my mouth. <laughs> anyway, but then I'd have to run every day. All right. I think about it. You do? You think th- about having a run streak? Yeah, I think about it. Oh, that's yeah. a, again, it's like yoga. It's as far as I get. And then I think, oh, <laughs> that would be awful. Um, it's it's well, you know, really I had my, miserable I had... out there today. I don't want to go out there. <laughs> what if I had to run a mile? Oh, that's... <laughs> I don't have to do that, but I do think about it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So, um, wow. So I'm trying to think, so is there anything else highlighting in 2017 that we should, I mean, you did some 10 Ks earlier in the year, right? Yeah, I did some 10 Ks earlier in the year. My knee was kind of wonky before it went really wonky, but yeah, no, I did some and, uh, I ran some with Lucy. We had a good time with that. Uh My middle daughter. Yep. And it was really fun. Um, uh, watching the the girls pick up more with their running laney did um the portland marathon with joe so that was really fun Mm -hmm. uh lucy uh did holiday half last year this Mm -hmm. year 2016 2016 2016. yeah so that was her first half and then and now she just started training for her first marathon on monday she's gonna do the vancouver bc marathon with her friend Mm Mm-hmm. i know yeah so that that's been fun to watch so what else to highlight 2017? I did not find Bigfoot, um, <laughs> although I have renewed uh, interest and uh, places to look for 2018. You sure do. Thanks in part to me having a conversation with my whack job Lyft driver, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, um, who like just was a very gruff, not a nice person. And then somehow the topic of Bigfoot came up because we're in the Pacific Northwest. So it does come up in casual conversation. And boy, he had a lot of suggestions. And that's why I texted you immediately afterwards. I'm like, I'm going to forget all of this. <laughs> so all sorts of societies and everything. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, yeah, I haven't gotten into that. But I do have some new places to look And my friend Joanna and I are planning a longer backpacking trip for 2018. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. got that to look forward to. And I was really concerned. I was still concerned about my knee, but I was really concerned in 2017 if I was going to be able to do the trip because of my knee. But Joanna and I have done some uh, up and down stuff. And with poles, I can do the downhill okay. Well, and you'll need to listen to the interview I just did with Dimity because she talks about how to train for hilly terrain. Oh, So particularly downhill. Because she's doing the Grand Canyon. Yep. So you're going to have to start doing some single leg squats. Yeah, the problem is I can't bend my knees. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, well, there's that. But you know, but that that is that is good. And uh, in our uh, bar class that we take, the reboot class at the refinery, um, Ashley does a lot of um, modified single leg socks. You know, holding onto the bar mm-hmm. and things like which kill. And I'm so grateful for those. <laughs> I have such a hard time with them, but uh-huh. holding onto the bar is really helpful. Sure, that, that can take a little bit of the pressure off and. Um, it takes me a little longer to get up and down, but I, I can do it. I got to concentrate yep. on it. Yep. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. You're like my 91-year-old mother who, when she goes to the supermarket, she really likes getting the shopping oh, cart. Oh, I do. Yes, I do. She's I, like, oh, good. I don't need my walker. I'll just use my shopping cart. Kind of lean on it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so that's that's what we're facing down as we go into a new year of challenges. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Oh, the other thing I was to say, Yes. 2017 i oh 
we need to, how could we forget what well we need to have our annual total of found change oh found change <laughs> well we also yeah yeah oh i could also tell the quarter story You're, oh then the five dollar to- story oh, did yeah. you tell the five dollar story <laughs> i did not okay so we were running down down mississippi and uh sarah gets in front of me running down mississippi and we we found quite a bit of change already yeah and she she runs and i went oh and I felt so bad for her because I bend down and there is a $5 bill. I, it just about broke my heart. Just about. <laughs> Near about broke that, my heart. And it took you the, the rest of the week, I think, to get over that. No, I was howling <laughs> with laughter. Also, because I swear, as my foot went over it, I could feel a heat spot yep. on my, the bottom of my foot. Yep. But I didn't know what it was. And then you're like, no, you did not see it. And you grab it. And it was just like, oh, my my gosh and it was it was definitely that was there were a lot of leaves on the road which is gonna catch me up although yeah. i think you're still gonna win but we'll talk about yeah our, our totals total, later, yeah, we, neither yeah. one of us have really looked no we have not no, no so we don't know because rules. you yeah. don't do that uh and then we were running last week and you found i found a nickel nickel and, and that, that you didn't see at all no and so in, can i tell a little bit of the story and then you jump in because in classic yes. Molly style, you are like, you put out your spidey sense. And mm-hmm. because when I find money or one of us finds money, you immediately like start scanning the entire area. Mm-hmm. But you took it a step further and you tell how you took it a step further. And I said, Sarah, I'm feeling the need to go look at that parking lot across the street. <laughs> and so we, we go across and you but say. you went across. Yeah, yeah, I went across and you say, are, are you finding anything? I'm like, oh, yeah, here's the quarter. And I pick it up. <laughs> I know. It was Here, like it was destined. Yep. And then we get it blocked down and we're standing at the crosswalk and I'm like, wait a second. And I go down there and there's a penny. There's a penny. It was honestly like you had hidden them before the yeah. run. Maybe you like, oh, did there it hide is. them. Maybe you did hide them before the run. Well, what? <laughs> not me. Not me. One <laughs> me. Nope. Nope. Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> so we tried to tell the um, quarter story uh, to, my, to my girls on the way to... Uh, cycle, cycle bar, bar. and <laughs> Lucy says oh wait let me guess you found a quarter <laughs> they're terrible don't have teenagers <laughs> just skip right over that awful oh my goodness I said do we want to hear the five dollar story oh let me guess <laughs> well we'll listen to it on the podcast we'll fast forward through it on the podcast oh but I did want to say one last thing about 2017 because another thing I was thinking about that I was happy about is that in swimming in Klein Line Pond mm-hmm. I went three quarters away across the pond without worrying too much about sharks that is fantastic yeah I without think I've any come floaties a, yeah I think I've come a long way with the swimming you I'm, really have yeah, yeah you really really I'm have. not 100% comfortable but I am 65% comfortable. Oh, I know. I know. I really admire you for it. I, I do too. And, yeah. and I, I got to the point where I was moderately looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> it was moderately not unpleasant. Yeah. And, and at some points, it was actually pleasant. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's still, I mean, when I have trouble falling asleep, I just envision being in climb line. That's mm-hmm. how much it is my happy place. It was really nice at the end of the summer when it was warm enough to kind of float around. I mean, you were swimming your circles and laps and stuff, but I, you know, I'd swim out there and I'd float over on my back and look at the clouds. Oh, I love doing that. I love doing that. Enjoy the feeling of the water on my body. And just, I always Mm -hmm. try to, no pun intended, soak it in Mm -hmm. so that then, you know, when I'm stuck in traffic or I'm really stressed, I can transport myself back there. Yeah. Um, And just... 
Oh, yeah. I mean, right now, as we're talking about it, I can see the blue of the sky. I can see the trees that line the shore. You know. So 2017 had its ups and downs. But uh, overall, I think it was a good year. Mm-hmm. I-, I was happy with 2017. I feel like, you know, kind of reached another level of maturity and mm-hmm. resignation about getting older. I mean, I think getting older is a lot of giving things up and modifying and, and having a new appreciation. And, and I'm I'm happy to be going through the process. That's well, fine. Certainly better than the alternative, as they say. That That is right. And yeah. I enjoy my family and children and friends. And I think 2018 is going to be a good year, too. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. Well. Um... And I'm going to find more money than you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I'm kicking you off. <laughs> All right. Well, I kicked Molly out and invited in Ellison Wiest. How are you, book bully? I am great. I am bullying and booking all over the place. <laughs> Life is good. Oh, good. How's the uh, How's the podcast doing? Uh, it's going well. the the uh, The reading is going well. The recording is going well. The uh-huh. website uh, is <laughs> is another <laughs> is another <laughs> thing. Right, right. You know, I was saying to Alex, I'm a I'm a reader, not a coder. <laughs> but, so that's still a work in progress. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. But it's been a great year. Oh, good. Good. So, well, how about what? Do you have one or two book suggestions for us? Have you read anything interesting since uh, we've seen you last? Let's see. Uh, right now, I am uh, in the middle of a great book called The Immortalists oh. uh, by Chloe Benjamin. Uh, and it doesn't come out until, I believe, about the middle of January. But oh. it might be something that readers can go ahead and, and put on hold at the at the library. Right. And uh, or pre-order on Amazon. Exactly. So exactly. Um, I did just tweet to you. I don't know if you saw it yesterday. I tweeted to you about um, a new book that's very much in the vein of American Wife by Curtis Sittenfeld. Um, it uh, is The Senator's, the Senator's Children. Children. Yes, um, oh, okay. by Nicholas, who has a very long last name. Yes, yes, by Tin House. Yes, uh-huh. which yep. is a uh, Portland. 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 You know, right. that's so funny because when I Googled it, it came up with a Portland reference. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. like are they geotargeting me? But, oh, that's no. great that it's a, a Portland publisher. Yes. Um, yeah. So is he a local author or no? That I'm not sure of. Uh-huh. Uh, I did go ahead and, and put it on uh, hold. Uh-huh. You and I are probably yeah, we're on probably, hold. Yeah, where are you in line? <laughs> I think, I, I think and, uh, I'm seven or eight. Right, so, you know, <laughs> Dang it. So it's a fictionalization um, based loosely on John Edwards' yes. story. So yes. uh, with the um, cheating senator and conceiving a child out of wedlock. And so um, right. the New York Times quite enjoyed it. They did. And I thought they made a good point. They said that Ryle uh, Sittenfield's uh, one is is based more focusing on the pseudo Laura Bush mm-hmm. character that this one has multiple mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, narrators, which right. was interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was interesting too. They just have said, you have to pay careful attention to kind of where you are and who you're with when the, you know, because they, ch- he changes, you know, the point of view and, and who he's focusing on. So right. it kind of jumps around time sometimes yeah. too. Yeah. So, you know, but I'm looking forward to that. And I uh, have made progress in the power. Um, you have. Mm-hmm. And? Um, so I find it more readable as it goes on. Okay. Um, I mean, I do find it a very quick read. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, it sounds like you're enjoying it a little bit more than I did, at least up to this point. I mean, you know, I had to say one thing, and, and I hope you don't find this to be the case. I find it a lot harder these days to focus on reading. I used to be able to read for hours on end. And now all my, 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 I have a shorter attention span. 
and then I'll be like, oh, wait, I need to check the New York Times. Oh, wait, I think right. I'll, you know, maybe, oh, that'd be a fun thing to tweet. Oh, I'll do that. And it's just like, I, I miss my attention span. I mean, as a kid, and I mean, even like the first time I read Handmaid's Tale, I mean, I barely stood up while I read that book. I remember exactly, we had an Adirondack chair. My first husband and I had a very sparsely furnished apartment. We had an Adirondack chair in our as our bedroom chair, okay? <laughs> um, he at least had family ties to the Adirondack, so it was somewhat legit. But but it was we're talking a wooden chair. Ouch. Um, and I sat in that wooden chair probably for close to three hours without taking a break. And those days for me are gone. Don't you think that, that a lot of it, I mean, I, I, you know, I hate to sound old and fuddy-duddy, but I really do think that, you know, with a, a, the iPhones, mm-hmm. you know, everything that we've got that's right there that's either pinging or, mm-hmm. uh, like you say, your mind goes to Twitter, mm-hmm. your mind goes to... Mm-hmm. Checking on someone's, oh, that person ran right. the, the marathon today. I should find out what how right. she did, you know, see if she posted an Instagram picture of it. Right. You know, that sort of thing or something. So maybe I should... Excuse me, put my phone in a different room when I'm trying to read. That's what I do. I just put mine on silent and do leave it in a different room. I'll oh, just put it go. on well, silent now. You know, it is. And sometimes, you know, I hear from it, you know, wait a minute, I sent you that text <laughs> yeah, right, know, right. an hour ago. But <laughs> right, yeah, right. something that. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's dive into 2017, E. So uh, you, you ran a race in 2017 that you talked about recently. <laughs> I but, did. <laughs> but um, I mean, sort of talk, though, about um, why, remind people why it is your, your running miles have been fewer this year. Um, I think it's really uh, cumulative from last year. I mean, last year I got what, you know, two people told me was whooping cough mm-hmm. and uh, that coming on the heels of menopause, mm-hmm. which uh, for me and for a couple of other runners that I've talked to that are my age, um, menopause really, you know, it's not, I, I think what happens is, is your speed just drops, or at least for mm-hmm. me it did. Mm-hmm. And that coming right on, you know, right before then whooping cough, which was crazy. I mean, Carl, my husband, was talking uh, to friends of ours, and he was recalling that we would go on walks, you know, three, four months after I was supposedly in recovery. And he said, I'd have to stop and wait for her. And he said, that's never been the case. She's always been out in front. Uh, You know, it's usually been the other way around. So I think I've realized too I had tried a couple of times to get back into running and realized no no Mm -hmm. you know you're you're putting the cart before the horse Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and anytime that you've been away from running for a long time the older you get uh the more you really have to take baby steps Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I think that that was the big thing and you know hats off to my daughter because she you know, especially as a teenager, you're the runner, mom. I'm not the runner. You know, that's your deal. And then in this I don't know past... what you're talking about. I never <laughs> yeah. hear I never hear that. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. And this past six months, she has just really three or four months has picked up running, has mm-hmm. just I mean, now she's getting up. She's a teacher, so she has to be at work at seven AM. Three mornings a week during the week she's getting up and meeting a friend at four thirty in the morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, before a 5 a.m. Uh, essentially boot camp class. Um, and she, you know, ran her first 5K uh, back in October. 
uh-huh. and she's the one that said, hey, mom, you know, let's do a turkey trot together. I know that cute picture you sent that we'll have uh, <laughs> in the, uh, accompanying this post. I love yeah, that picture. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and she has two small kids. Mark yes. is two. And Mark's Kennedy two and is... a half, and Kennedy just turned five. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Um, so a mother, a new mother runner. Very on much so. Very uh-huh. much so. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So then what, what do you think uh, 2018 holds in store for you and your running? I want to get back into doing, I mean, I am not, as, as I mentioned before, I am not a 5k lover, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but it may be that I'm going to have to learn <laughs> to love it. It's going to be an You'll arranged marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I'd like to probably get to where maybe I run a couple of those and, you know, possibly with an eye towards a 10k. We'll just see. But I uh-huh. think what I'm going to do is be kinder and more patient with myself. Um, on the days that I can't, you know, that I'm running and I'm just running abysmally slow, I just have to pat myself on the back and say, mm-hmm. you know, you did it and move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and what about what about cross training for you? Cross training for me is usually weights, mm-hmm. uh, planks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like what I call my CrossFit abs workout, which Ooh. is just sort of about five ab workout that I throw together and, you know, end up with mountain climbers and, and uh-huh. planks and side planks. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, I, I do like to every once in a while, uh, you know, work out weights in front of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying you've, that like while you watch, you know, straight crowd too? Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to sound more hip, but, it, you know, because Molly mentioned the crown. So let's just admit, okay. we're all watching the crown. We That's are. all there is to it. We are. We are. We're sort of... I'm one episode away from, from the end of season two. And oh. Have you, I'm, how far into it are I you? I just, am just starting episode eight. So I'm probably about oh, one, one, two behind, behind you. Yeah. I, I find myself crying during every episode. Really? Oh my gosh. I just find it so poignant. I mean, well, you're the one, you're, are, you're watching the one with where the Kennedys come. Right. I yeah. think, well, I don't, it starts off, yeah. it, uh, maybe. Yeah, that's well, exactly right. It yeah. is because that's the name of it. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and I cried during that one. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it is sad that, you know. That, right. Okay. What I realized that happened a long time ago, but, um, but I don't know. It just, I just find it so, so poignant on so many different levels. Um, and I find it just so well executed. Though. I think it's very well executed. Mm-hmm. And I like the way that they sort of move back and forth between what I call um, sort of a personal story, mm-hmm. i.e. Margaret's romance and subsequent marriage. And then, you know, where they go into something that's more political. Mm-hmm. Um but it's funny you were talking about crying because I was actually doing a weight workout last night at the tail end of um, Field of Dreams, <laughs> which is, you know, 1989, I think. And my husband had told me, like, that that was the only time. Like, my husband, I think, has cried twice in his adult life. And one of them was at the end of Field of no Dreams. Way. No So he's sitting over in the chair doing the crossword <laughs> puzzle. And we come to the point... Where, uh, you know, the Kevin Costner character says, you know, want to play catch, Dad? And I looked over at him and I said, so this is the part where where you cried like 30 years ago? And I see him swallowing and he goes, yes. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. I so did not like that movie. Yeah, Um. I I loved Kevin Costner and his youth, but I... Yeah. That's so funny because, um, so I have never seen Jack cry. 
never ever seen Jack wow. cry. And um, so he went and saw by himself. He went and saw um, this movie. And I don't even know the name of it. It's about the um, uh, creator. Uh, it's about A.A. A. Milne and about how he created right. um, the Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh. Pooh. And Jack said he almost cried during that movie. Wow. And I was like, we've seen Saving Private Ryan together, <laughs> like a, a movie that I had to open my mouth to keep from audibly sobbing in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, I missed that. And so I don't know. But he, um, you know, I cried over um, Loving Vincent, that Vincent Van Gogh m- movie that I talked about on the show. And um, that's playing at, at Laurelhurst Theater. And um, so I think we might go see that, take the kids to see that. And Jack and I would see it again. Um, it was so good. It was so good. Um, and are you going to be staring at Jack the whole time? Waiting to see me cry, because <laughs> I definitely did cry over that one. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think everybody's got different triggers. And, you know, Carl is a huge baseball nut. Oh, okay. Huge. All right. So, okay. but, I mean, his father, they didn't have the type of relationship where they played baseball. I mean, they had a wonderful relationship, but... Uh, his father was not somebody he played baseball with, so oh, I, I, huh. I don't know. I'll don't have to know. ask Jack because you know Jack's on an adult baseball league. Oh, uh, and that's how he's made some really good friends in the past couple yeah. of years doing it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So well, and one final question: Do you think um, uh, having your best running friend uh, leave Portland? Do you think that to me that sort of started the your downward spiral? I wouldn't have used those <laughs> terms, but yeah, but but your. Um, uh, almost disenchantment with running like that or i don't know but that you it separated yourself from it i think it, i think it's always it, it, it's was much tougher because put this in perspective from folks that don't remember monica and i ran together from two february of 2005 remember i remember it was february 1st 2005 our, our husbands used to laugh because on on february 1st of each year we'd have our anniversary oh my gosh oh my gosh i love it (laughs) and until she left in july of 2010 Mm -hmm. we ran you know unless there was an illness or one of us was out of town five mornings a week wow i mean constantly i can count literally on you know one and a half hands the times that we didn't run together Mm -hmm. wow and it was just like clockwork and as you know from running with molly it's there's just so much more that goes on with oh, your best yeah. running friend. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, it was a, mm-hmm. it was a kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that probably has something to do with it. Um, I remember getting a, a message from Monica. She moved to uh, Sweden and thought she had found a friend to run with. Mm-hmm. And I got a message one morning on Facebook Messenger where she was so upset because she was supposed to meet this gal. It was pouring rain. She was standing in oh, front I of this woman's that. apartment. Yeah. And uh, nothing happened. When she got home, she got a text from the woman saying she decided to sleep in. And Monica says, E would have never left me on the corner. <laughs> never. <laughs> goodness yeah yeah oh my goodness well e wonderful talking with you i look forward to many more conversations in 2018 with you as do i yeah yeah happy new year happy new year to you as well all right now i am welcoming on the east coast contingents first up is amanda loudon hello amanda 
Hello. Yeah, we're, we're the East Coast and we're the A's, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, you sure are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, so when I asked her photos for 2017, you mentioned that you hadn't done many races this year. Um, yeah. Take us. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think I did um, Hood to Coast and I think, and then the half marathon at the retreat. And that was the extent of my running this year or really? my racing this year. Really? Yeah. Wow, because yeah. I know you didn't you didn't go to Boston because you were kind of struggling with an injury in late 2016. Is that am I remembering uh, things right? Yeah, I mean, I had I mean a, a sort of I mean a tiny little blip on that one, but then it also was just you know the start of the year was rough for me, and I I had the flu and I had bronchitis, and just mm. it just seemed like my energy wasn't going to be available to me to try to throw on a marathon. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I just bypassed that, and then I had plans for. I don't know, some trail races this summer and, and, you know, it just seemed like dates never lined up or whatever else. And, um, you know, but I had a very enjoyable year of running in spite of not racing. I mean, I think, I think I knew that that could, could be very true for me anyhow, but I think, I guess that's kind of just sealed the deal that, that I'm pretty content without racing as long as I've got running in my life, you know? Oh, you and I are so the same in that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's, perspective and longevity like you've been in it for so long I don't know I've never been much of a racer I used to um feel and I wrote about this I think in may I don't know run like a mother or train like a mother not sure which one that I I didn't like having to pay a bunch of money to be told when to show up and that, yeah. and I think I talked about this recently on the podcast about everything having to line up, you know, like, so you have to, oh, I have to have eaten the right things, maybe in a hotel room. And I have to have, you know, made sure that I emptied the chute, proverbially speaking, you know, that whole thing. Right. And, right. <laughs> oh, I have right. to find parking or, or, you know, is there, should I, you know, try to, you know, get the shuttle bus or whatever it is. It's just like a lot of, I don't know, a lot of logistics. And I don't mean to, I mean, I, I really admire people who adore racing and, um, but gosh, you saw me in Twin Cities. I mean, I was really nervous and kind of twisted out of sorts the day before that marathon. And that was my, yeah. my 14th marathon. I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't my first time at the rodeo. And right. I mean, I woke up with a sour stomach <laughs> the, the day before. I mean, some of it just, it never goes away. It doesn't matter how long you've been at it. Like that, I think is always going to be present. You know, how many, mm-hmm. no matter how many years you're doing it, that, that whole you know, especially with the marathon, because it's such a big unknown. It doesn't, again, it doesn't matter how many times you've done it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a big unknown. And yeah, if you're not a fan of going through that whole process, then, you know, sometimes I guess you reach a point where it's like, yeah, why, why do I, why do I do this to myself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? See, but I do love the train. I just love the training. And so, yeah. so is that bad to think, oh, I'm just going to go through all the training and then not do the race? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> And uh, so, so I don't know. I mean, honestly, the only way I was able to relax the day before Twin Cities was I finally found the um, Portland Thorns semifinal game on TV. Like, I I don't know what, I think it was on the Hallmark Channel or something. And there are women's (laughs) professional soccer team. And I just love the Thorns. And so I was so excited to just get out of my own head and get nervous for them. You know, to be like, could they hang on to their league, you know, their league? and all that stuff will they make it to the finals which they did and um so uh yeah to just you know 
just get outside of myself and stop thinking about, oh, what I have to do tomorrow. So yeah, yeah, that's a good thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so I feel that um, a relay race sort of sort of avoids that in some way. Um, yeah, because yeah, I uh, don't think I had, yeah, because I mean, while you want to perform really well for your teammates, there's something very energizing about that, as opposed to the pressure's all on you. I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. And I don't think I'm articulating it well, but, um, you know, I, re- I really did want to run really, really well for them, but I wasn't, I didn't have that race day nervous feeling because it just, you know, it's a team effort and it's so much fun and I'm contributing, but I mean, at the same time I was with a whole group of friends and, yeah. and none of them would have ever, like, even if I tripped and fallen on my face, you know, they would, they would never have faulted me for that or cared and, you know, and, and I, them. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah the relay really that. So. Well, and yeah. I like you, I like you saying uh, that it was energizing to want to perform well for your teammates. I mean, I think yeah. that's a really yeah. good perspective to, to feel hopped up and excited rather than hopped up and nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. It really is a different ethos, you know. Yeah. So yeah, and also with the with the, I also love the word ethos. By the way, um, the uh, that you have you have three chances to perform, so that you know if you're, I don't know, feeling kind of stiff and nervous on your first one, then that one in the you know in the middle of the night that you've been dreading, that might end up being the best one because I I have found with uh, relay races sometimes that being in the dark and the the just being kind of centering on yourself and and what and digging deep and going going faster than you can think and sometimes even being motivated by oh what was that noise you know <laughs> or like right. what's that shadow um that that's you know uh so and then then you get a whole other chance the next day so there's you know you kind of it's not just one and done you get to get, try to give it your best three times right right yeah yeah so, so um so then any now now all that said any relay races in your in your 2018 plans we don't have anything. I mean, I think um, for for my group, we do really, really well together. But coming, all of us, almost except for for two people from the East Coast to the wow. West Coast, the logistics that went into it, and then going ahead and you know we we prolonged our um, trip and and went ahead and did, did wine country, you know, for a couple of days afterward. Just the logistics of pulling all that <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it just, it, that was the not fun part about, about that. <laughs> I mean, once we all got there and we were going, it was fantastic. And we had such a great time, but, um, but so all that is to say, certainly if we were to do another relay this year, it would not be good to coast. And we, we, because of our placement, we had, you know, we could have come back. We had entry right. automatic. Look at but, you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but we all just said no. Was, no, thank yeah, you. Was, it was too much. You know, too, too many spreadsheets. <laughs> too <laughs> many spreadsheets. Um, but you know, we um, are expanding our partnership with Ragnar in 2018. So, and we're going to be able to get people really great codes for a discount on entries. And uh, I think we're going to have at least one giveaway that involves um, giving away um, a team entry. So, I mean, we definitely would be able to, you know, hook you guys up probably with if you want to do a Ragnar race. Well, that's so, something yeah, to keep in mind. Because the fewer yeah. spreadsheets, because yeah. there's, you know, you maybe don't have a plane ride involved because um, you can right. choose one out in right. your own. Because there's one. Um, there is one that is there still the one that goes all the way across Maryland? Yes, uh-huh. yes. Yeah. And actually, my friends have done that one before. Um, the year that they did it, um, I can't remember what I had going on that weekend, but something that prevented me from being able to do it. 
Um, so yeah, they did that one and did, did really well in it. And, um, so that one's much more accessible to us, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah and there's a, so. whole, there's a whole bunch of choice. I mean, it's not out of the question that you all would drive to the Adirondacks or something like that and do that one. I always right, think that exactly. one looks pretty. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. And actually, and when you mentioned all this, um, I think we are doing an AMR team for the marathon at, uh, Oh yes. That, yes, we are. Look at that. What am I talking oh, about? Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So that is a relay. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it was so funny when we, um, when we planned, uh, the Ogden retreat, which is the third weekend in May, and we still have spots available for it. A little shameless plug there. Um, that there is the options are marathon, half marathon, or marathon relay. And, you know, it's a bit, the retreat itself is a big adventure and a big undertaking. And so I thought, oh, everybody will probably take the marathon relay and there'll be a bunch of teams from with retreaters and all that stuff. Oh my gosh, the number of people who've signed up for the marathon. I'm like, right on, more power to you. Really? <laughs> and for like Wow. For like five I guess people think if you're going, if you're gonna make the trip, go big or go home, right? Well, and there's a woman Anne. I don't know if you remember her for the um one from Colorado who uh who was in Spokane at our retreat. She's coming back and that's gonna be mm-hmm. her debut marathon. So um, wow. she's just really excited for the team support, you know, of having everybody giving her advice and pep talks and all that good stuff. Um, the night couple That's leading awesome. up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so there are there is talk of um, at least one team AMR <laughs> relay team for the for the Ogden race. So pretty. And yeah. I, I think um, whatever leg needs to be speedy. Uh, that's the one you're running, Amanda. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to see about that. <laughs> <laughs> um so but um so any other any other races on 2018 um i am signed up for a um, half marathon trail race mm. in february mm. um and that one's really local to me um which is great it's it, you know so I, I love local races and i love trail races and um i mean i've, I've got to you know my ankles come a long way yeah. and um you know, but I, I, I am a little bit, yeah, just trails makes me a little bit nervous oh, yeah. still today. Yep. I mean, I, 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 that's going to be the last thing I return to now is going to be trails. Cause I just, I want to feel very, very stable before I'm on a trail. Again. I, I have to, so, yeah, I have to say that, um, trail running has been hard for me to come back from after my, um, fracturing my ankle in four places and right. getting hardware in, put into it. And it's, just and so so different injury than what you're talking about but that um it it, trail running is uh demanding on your ankle joint on all because there's just all those little um adjustments that are happening without without even realizing i don't need to tell you that and that i know that molly and i we did some trail running i think it was a year ago in the summer so it was um not uh, it was a little over a year after my, all my ankle stuff. And it definitely, my ankle would feel, it was the only time my ankle felt very fatigued at the end. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, it was interesting. My PT actually thought that my ankle sprain as bad as it was would have been worse if I were not a trail runner because mm-hmm. I do have good ankle stability. Yeah. And, and I do know, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've turned an ankle in the woods when I'm trail running and it just bounces right, it just bounces mm-hmm. right up and there's nothing. I don't even think twice about it. I don't even miss a step, you know, I just keep going. You think I have good stability and, um, you know, but it's that said, Mm -hmm. I I still feel like right now I have a long way to go before I feel comfortable on trails again. So, okay. Well, uh, so I take it then it's in late February. Your race. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know. <laughs> You're so committed to it, you don't even know the date of it. <laughs> I don't 
don't even know. I don't even know. I signed up when it came, like the email came, it came open on December 1st. I signed up and moved on. So um, it's in February. And, <laughs> and then there's another local brand new 10 miler in my town oh. in, I think, April. So I really want to run that one too, because um, I love the 10 mile distance and I've done cherry blossom enough. I love cherry blossom, but um, again, logistics, like getting in and out of DC and, right. you know, so yeah. If I can sleep in my bed again and go roll out of bed and go run a 10 miler in town, I love that. So, oh, that's, I'm, you know. I'm envious. There aren't many 10 mile races out here. So, um, yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, it's not the most common distance. Mm-hmm. And, but it seems, I don't know if because, because of Cherry Blossom and its long history in our area that, that, you know, there are a number of other 10 milers in my area. I know Baltimore has one, Annapolis has one. Hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I just think maybe that is because of, because of cherry blossom, you know? Right. That's, int- that's intriguing to think about how one race can have a ripple effect in yeah. in a region, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. I need to. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's a lottery to get in. There are a lot of people who get disappointed every year. And that's, um, the, that's <laughs> the ticket. I was thinking it was yes, driven by yeah. the racers and no, no, no. It's driven by the savvy race organizers who want to yeah. siphon all that off because Yes, yes, that's exactly what it is. Yep. Well, and there's actually um, on the same day as as Cherry Blossom, um, the Annapolis Striders uh, Running Club has what they call the Cherry Pit, which is <laughs> like a, a ten dollar ten mile race for all those people who got shut out. So <laughs> <laughs> there are clever race organizers everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I I wish you continued um, health with your ankle and recovery, and and I look forward to hearing about what your undertakings are in the new year. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be fun to see. So, um, yeah. yeah. All righty. Well, take good care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. Last, but certainly not least is Adrian Martini. Hello, Adrian. Hello, Sarah. How are you today? Uh, I'm all right. Good. I'm in the world's, uh, chilliest office on campus. So if my teeth start (laughs) chattering, but, uh, but hey, your sound quality is phenomenal. I so. know. So, you know, we'll take that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. So you have had some you've had some chilly runs already, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I had to, I did, uh, what, 10 miles on Sunday. And I believe the high was 15. <laughs> um, so I had on Saucony bullet capris, another pair of pants over that long wow. sleeve shirt, a fleece jacket and then another jacket over that one wow um wow and any yeah. precipitation on the ground yet or no it, there were there was ice in spots oh wow okay. um so it meant i kind of had to keep my eyes open uh-huh. um uh, i actually ran in the street for a little bit because oh that my goodness amazing. oh I my know. goodness <laughs> who is this who am i talking I to <laughs> i know um well i didn't want to break a hip so yeah uh-huh you know. I jumped into the street and there wasn't a lot of traffic because it was still pretty early. So uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, around here, though, our sidewalks are pretty um, flat. So, uh-huh. I, I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, it's a very hilly place, but the sidewalks themselves. Yeah, are they're fairly, smooth. Right. They're yeah. smooth. You know, I give a lot of thought to because because, you know, you definitely are a big reason why I have the sidewalk street debate. And I think a lot about the topic, um, perhaps more than I really should. But one thing that I um I think it's amazing that you have such a good network of sidewalks living in a smaller town. Like oh. to, you know, like to me, a lot of that sidewalks are often a big city thing. Right. 
Um, you know? Well, I mean, Oneonta is a little, a big little city. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. the biggest thing going for quite a ways around. And it was built back when people walked everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the neighborhoods, there are a couple spots that don't have sidewalks, but they're pretty few and far between. Oh. Like I can get to our little downtown. I can get way out to kind of the West End area uh, and never leave a sidewalk. So okay. I can do 10 miles without ever going into the road. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And do you think maybe also being a college town helps in that regard too? Uh, I think that helps quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't want the college students wandering around in the roads. <laughs> that's just, that's Gee, why not? I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, frequently on the uh, early morning weekend runs, I run, stumble into college students who have made some bad choices the night before. So <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. See, but I mean, I think of a place like Hamilton where Colgate, my alma mater is, and you know, there is, there's sidewalks into downtown, but in the neighborhoods there, I guess there, there's some, but not many. So, Oh yeah. I guess we're just lucky. We just, yeah. I mean, there's sidewalks pretty much everywhere though. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, all right, well, let's, let's look, look, look in our rear view mirror. So um, remind me what races you did in 2017. <laughs> Oh, I was afraid you were going to ask me that. Um, <laughs> Give in the, the show top. notes, he said, we're just going to, you know, don't worry about it. Um, oh, that's a great question. So I did Pittsburgh, the uh, half marathon, yep, yep. Um, which has become just one of my favorite races ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because it's my hometown. The hills are not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to give up the fact that you know, it's not a good PR course, mm-hmm. um, unless you're a mountain goat. <laughs> um, and I did wine glass again in Corning, New York, uh-huh. uh, which is a great course for a PR. And I actually set a PR on the half marathon course. Oh, nice. I did not know awesome. that. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, so that was pretty great. We also had, I mean, for me, it was perfect weather. It was like 45 degrees and overcast. Oh, oh sweet. Uh, uh-huh. And it's a pretty flat course for the most part um and that really helps yeah so those are kind of the two big ones Mm -hmm. are you much for local races are there many local races there aren't many local races yeah we're not a yeah they're not a lot of local races here in Mm -hmm. town um Mm -hmm. and the ones that are are in july um yep which is not my favorite. So it's so funny. You wonder, like, I mean, to me, that seems kind of a throwback to like parades and kind of community, right. you know, pie eating right. contests and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. hey, could we have a real runner take this series over and put right. it in like early April or right. you know, right. late September or early October? Or, right. Yeah, no, yeah. there is a race here called the Pit Run, uh-huh. um, and why it's called that is a long involved story. Um, uh-huh. But it's a five and ten k, and it's one of it's a, a nationally, it's a Roadrunners certified course. Um, mm-hmm. So, but it's the same weekend as Wine Glass, so I don't usually uh-huh. do it because I'm in Corning. Sure. Um, I've done it in years past, and it's a pretty great run, um, except for the giant hill right <laughs> in the middle of it, oh boy. Um, which goes straight up to campus. It's about uh-huh. a mile long hill. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's it, we have. The, there's a school near here, one of the other SUNY schools, uh-huh. um, who have, you know, professionally, soon to be professionally ranked runners. Oh, uh-huh. um, and they always come over and run this race. And there's almost always a quote from one of them in the paper saying, I can't see why nobody has broken, like, some incredibly fast time on the 10K. <laughs> and it's like, you will when you see that hill. <laughs> and you will go, that is exactly why nobody has broken that time. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So how far away is um Fry the Fryhofer's women's race from you? Well, it's in Albany, right? Or Schenectady. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's about yeah. an hour. It's not bad. Okay, because I'm thinking about um, having AMR be at that race next year. Um, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Um, what and- distance is it? The actual race is it a half or is it, it turns out that that is only a they only have a 5k but i mean it's one of the biggest women's races oh, in the country yeah. yeah and um one of my favorite pictures ever of dimity is from that race uh expo in that she just got so sleepy and so i said oh we'll just go to sleep underneath the expo table <laughs> so so it's a picture of her curled up underneath the table um right so um but i have a selfish reason for wanting to do it well one it's a great race for us um and uh i remember meeting a lot of fantastic uh, mother runners when we did it a bunch of years ago i guess it must have been now that i think about it, it must have been five years ago Yep. Be- because yeah, then that. I did it in conjunction with my 25th uh, <laughs> Colgate reunion. And now this year it's the 30th. So, and it's the same weekend. So I'm thinking I might um, uh, go to Fryhoffers and then head on over to Colgate. So, right. Right. Well, yeah. Cause that's an easy, uh, that's an easy little hop. So. Yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. and and before that, I had even tacked on a night in Hudson, New York, which is one of my absolutely Ooh. favorite small towns in the country. Yeah. It's a lovely town. Oh, yeah. I just adore it. I adore it. Um, so anyway, so that's my um central New York um weekend that I'm thinking about. So I hope that maybe you will come over and join us. So. Um, well, I, it depends on the weekend because my 25th college oh. reunion is. Think right around that time. Oh yeah, so it seems um, like that is the weekend for them. That's the fr- it it's is. the first weekend in June. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so. it actually mine might be the weekend before. Oh, I'll have to look. Okay, look. all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I don't mean to put you on the yeah. spot, but but just it, no, 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 it's no, no, in no, your no, neck of the woods. So yeah. yeah. So then, are you? Um, I mean, you make Pittsburgh pretty much an annual tradition. Are you thinking you're you're doing it again? Oh, I've already signed up for it. Oh, okay. Um, look at that. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> um, well, I just I sign up on the first day because it's cheap. Uh-huh, um, very good. And because way, it's more moderately it. priced, uh-huh, because you're economical. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, uh-huh, yes. Is, yes, because I'm thrifty. Um, and even if I don't do it, I know the money, you know, I know where the money goes. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, you know, I can let it go. Yeah. Um, but no, my, and also now it's turned into a big family thing because oh. my dad now lives across the street. Uh-huh, right. And he's the one who grew up in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I mean, I grew up there too, but my roots are not nearly as deep. Um mm-hmm. And he, so I drive with him back That's to awesome. the Steel City, uh, mm-hmm. and he stays with cousins, and then I stay with cousins on the back end. Oh, that's um, awesome! Yeah, so it just becomes a you know dad and daughter road trip with a race in the middle of it. So <laughs> right, yeah, right. Awesome, awesome. So, so I have to say that some of the other co-hosts have kind of they had kind of epiphanies about their like kind of what running meant to them or what, you know, where they were on their running journey, that sort of oh, thing. Oh gosh. Yeah. So let's get, let's get philosophical here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for the past like three weeks, um, ish, I haven't really been running much. Um, yeah. so the first, I got sick right at the beginning of that period, which meant mm-hmm. I didn't want to, you know, I barely made it out of bed. Um, mm-hmm. And then had a family trip to Florida to see my mom and some of my Mm -hmm. husband's family. Um, And this week has just been like one catastrophe to the next. Um, And then Christmas. So (laughs) um, I just haven't been able to get out and run a whole lot. And Mm -hmm. this actually might be when I had the epiphany 
uh, other than that 10 miler in the cold. And that was just because I was like, I have got to do this. Uh-huh. Uh, um, which is how much I miss it, which is not oh. something I ever would have thought. Because oh. uh, I only started really running, you know, six years ago. Right. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I, this morning I was all ready to get up um, and go for a, a nice run before work and had just stayed up too late last night for a number of reasons. And the alarm went off at five and I was just like, nope. Uh-huh. Not going to happen. Um, and have been kicking myself all day long uh, uh, ever since. Because you only regret um, the runs you don't take. Uh-huh. You really do. You uh-huh. really, oh no, I've had a few oh. that I've regretted. Well, I was about to say, the, the one where I <laughs> fractured my ankle in four places, I kind of yeah. regret that run a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah, I have a few where I was just like, yeah, this was this was a bad idea. Um, but, you know, never once had that thought and then gone, I should probably go home no, I'm just going to make this worse and keep going. So, um, yeah, it's really how much it has become a part of me and how much, Mm. um, how alive I feel when running, even Mm. when it's going really poorly. Mm -hmm. Um, and how much easier it is to get kind of my head together after a run. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just kind of burns off a layer of just the crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying, you know, not like crazy, like swinging from the chandeliers, you know, should, <laughs> but just all of those thoughts that you always have, mm-hmm. and, you know, any, any thinking human has bouncing around in their head all the time. Yeah. Um, it yeah. kind of, it, somebody once said, and I may swear a little bit on the podcast that um, it gets my inner voice to shut up for a little bit because my inner voice can really be an asshole. So <laughs> Um, so that's um, yeah and and alex can can bleep that no that's fine that's fine Um, i like it i like it um well and i i totally you saying how alive you feel to me that is um one of the top three reasons why i run is it just makes me feel very alive and it makes me feel very sentient like that i am aware Mm -hmm. that i am a being in a body um yeah um, like in the very literal sense of being alive. Um, yes. Um, and after spending, you know, nobody, I don't know that very many people have great teenage years. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of those years never being quite comfortable in my body, mm. um, running really turned that around for me. Mm. Um, and I'm never going to be fast, mm-hmm. uh, never going to look like Shalane Flanagan, never, <laughs> you know, um, it's just not, not a thing that's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Cause this is the body I have. Um, mm-hmm. mostly it does, it functions pretty well. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of Dorothy Beale and the, you know, I run this body. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, well, thank you for on the spot coming up with a fabulous epiphany that I think a lot of people yeah. can relate to. <laughs> well, it's always right beneath the surface. It just right. takes me a minute. Sometimes, right. So. Right. <laughs> Well, good deal. Well, um, I look forward to seeing you at some expos, I hope, in 2018. Yep, we'll see how it goes. Alrighty. Okay, thanks, Adrian. Thanks. Well, I want to give a big shout out of thanks to my co-hosts for uh, taking part in this annual tradition and for um, just being hosts throughout the year. I just love talking to all of them, and I hope you all enjoy hearing us talk. So uh, let's circle back with Dimity and find out what's up in the Train Like a Mother Club. 
So hi, this is Dimity back here again with a Train Like a Mother Club Corner as we round the corner into 2018. See how I did that corner corner? That's nice symmetry, right? <laughs> it is. Um, I wanted to let you know that we have a couple programs opening up um, or starting, actually. They're open for registration now, and they start on January 8th, which is the Monday, basically, when, quote, unquote, life gets back to normal. So um, stride into the goo year. Uh-huh. Look at what we did there, uh-huh. huh? We're just so clever. Oh, my goodness. Um, another five-week stride program. Those are so much fun and um, a lot of good swag in there, including oh, – you want to you share the good, Sarah? An, including an entire box of Stroop waffles. Yes, each person who strides into the goo year gets their own box of Stroop waffles. And if you haven't tried them – they, you're going to have to hide them from the kids because they are so yes, dang are. tasty. <laughs> how, how many are in a box? Do you have any idea? It's like 10 to 12, isn't it? It is. Like that? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We, yep. we don't have that number It is right not up. an insignificant amount. How about that? It's not an insignificant amount, as, as well as all the other goodies you get, like Bolega socks, um, some other goo products, a tube of noon, a, an, an AMR sticker, because yeah. you know that's why we sign. That's why you sign up. Right, right. Um, a packet of sweat so X. That's going to be yeah. really fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh, a pack of sweat X. Yep. That's the other one that I, I was ticking off on my fingers. Um, the other one that's opening up, we are doing a group session of Heart Rate 101 that also starts on January 8th. Um, we have that as rolling admission year round, so you can fit it into your schedule whenever you want to do it. But we also feel like there's a lot of momentum when people are learning how to train by heart rate um, with that 101 situation. So January 8th, an eight-week program starts to help you learn to mind your beats, if that is interesting to you. Mm-hmm. Um and um, yeah, there's just a lot of good stuff going off. And I just wanted to um, read this one post from Mary Carolyn, which I think is such a great reminder as we head into the new year of what is possible. Um, if you work at it, both if you both work at it and give it time. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, I posted these two years ago on my Instagram. Four years ago, I ran in my very first race, a 5K that took me nearly 40 minutes. I was so proud. That day, after completing a Couch to 5K program, I became a runner. Two years ago, my lifetime mileage was 200, and I was lighter and faster than I, than I was two years previously, and she had another kid. Um, two years ago, I knew in two more years, I would be shocked and proud at what I could do. Since then, I've run a 5K in under 30 minutes, two 10-milers plus a half. This year alone, I've run over 700 miles. I work hard on strength now and nourish my body. I don't obsess over what I weigh, but eat to fuel my body. I'm not even a year into heart rate training, and I am so freaking excited to see where I can go in the next two years. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you guys and the AMR tribe. For fun, I've also included a picture of me crushing the last mile of my most recent race, a four-miler. And she looks great. Mary Carolyn, you look great in that picture. And I just love a post like that where you sing your own praises and have such mm-hmm. great perspective. So congrats to you and can't wait to see what you all can do in 2018. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thanks for sharing that, Dim. Um, our podcast is a member of the ACAST network and it was recorded in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. And whatever 2018 brings for you, many happy miles. Many happy, happy, happy new year, goo year miles. Goo year miles.